Good morning, LBC Radio. My name is Corey Rosen, and I am with the Story Podcast. Today, I have on a special guest, but before that, I have... Oh, my goodness, my voice. (laughs) I have some merchandise to show you. Uh, We got some stickers with the logo on it, and we have hoodies coming out, and it has the logo on the front, and the first 50 guests, including Miss Amelia. Yay! Yay! Born in Queens, New York, Amelia's passion towards music developed at an early early age. At age five, she began playing piano and continued to pursue the beauty and that music encompassed within her. Soon, her major influences included Amy Winehouse, Cleo Soul, and Bill Withers. Amelia's musical style can be described as a blend between jazz and mellifluous licks of R&B. Currently, <laughs> Amelia has produced one EP titled Van Gogh and is in the works of producing her next EP. Be sure to check out her EP on Spotify at Amelia, that is E-M-A-Y-L-I-A. And you can also check her out on Instagram at Amelia, same spelling with an underscore. How are you doing today? I'm good. The coffee's kicking in. Co- yeah, right. The coffee's kicking coffee's in Coffee's kicking in. Yeah. It is, it's been a morning for sure. Yeah. So what, <laughs> what got you inspired into music? What, what made you start playing piano? Was there a piano in the house? Or was your parents just like, all right, you're going to lessons now? Or what, what happened? So when I was younger, when I lived in New York, I was sitting on the floor. I used to sit on the floor and paint with chocolate milk all the time. <laughs> chocolate when, milk? <laughs> it was Ovaltine. It was the good stuff. Very um, protein-packed. So I would drink a mug of that, sit on the floor, had a little afro, kind of like Bob Ross. Oh, you, I, for whatever reason, you said I would draw with chocolate milk. And I thought you were using the chocolate milk to draw. <laughs> you know, I could maybe I was trying to paint maybe. that too, <laughs> paint the chocolate milk on the paper. But I don't know. I um, remember, I think I was about five years old. Mm. And my, I looked up because my dad asked me as I was painting, he's like, so what do you want to do? And I said, well, the only thing I said was the word piano. At that age, I don't remember ever seeing a piano. I don't, I know that I used to listen to the song A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Mm. <laughs> and I think that's kind of where I associated it. I want to play that song. And I, I guess piano was the only word that came out when I was asked. So... My dad ran with it. He's a good man. And he um, got me a little Walmart keyboard. And I played on that for about five years until they knew I was doing my lessons, practicing. And they said, I came home the one day um, when we moved to Pennsylvania. And I saw this baby grand brown piano in the living room. And from there, I just wanted to flourish with it. Took lessons. And um, unfortunately, I think I... I think I tri- I don't think I tricked him, but I didn't know how to read sheet music, and I was playing classical music. What? Yes. Yeah, so I would always ask him to play my instructor to please play this before I would go and play it. Um, and I don't know. I would listen to it, and I. You're just really good at picking it up. I don't know. It would take me time. Absolutely, I would never get it on the first try. No. Oh, that's yeah. some Beethoven no, and no, Mozart a, no, kind of people. Like Ellen John level. <laughs> yeah, girl. and I'm not, I am not, no way. But it was the skill I found that helped me more. Mm. 
and I think he probably picked up on it because he was a very smart man. <laughs> <laughs> so then I guess um, after, you know, playing and stuff and playing in college, um, I was invited out. I had a gig at an Anvil at Ted's Grill. And um, Jorn was playing after me, and he kind of got me going out to TELUS, checking mm. out Hell in a Bucket. And from there, I just wanted to keep going with it. So shout out to him for helping me out with getting started. Yeah, Bjorn's an awesome dude. He's going to be coming on next Wednesday. So if yeah. you want to hear more about that, be awesome. sure to tune in then. Absolutely. Um, so you went to college for piano? No, I went to college for teaching. Oh, yeah. I, had, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. I assume so. Yep. So uh, was part of that, what in regards to teaching, did you, was it music education or just like general teaching? Yeah, so it was uh, just general education, but I didn't go into school for teaching. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, at first I was like, well, maybe business. And I wanted to, I had a dream of starting my own coffee shop. And <laughs> I was, I'm going to have a bookstore in there and I'm going to have open uh, live music and it's going to be huge and then I took accounting with I won't name her name <laughs> she was hard <laughs> and I thought I loved numbers and I do but um yeah that class just made me scrap that so I decided well let's see English teaching and literature was something went into that didn't like it and mm. found teaching I was like I like kids I like kids. I like kids. <laughs> I, it's it's always funny because like if you're not super because I I love teaching too, mm -hmm. um but if you're not like super into like a specific subject it's like okay I can't do math at a high level I can't do I'm not <laughs> willing to do English at a high level <laughs> I will do uh two plus two equals four so nice and, and it's so like like the multiplication mm -hmm. table I can do I know that mm -hmm. numbers when yeah. it gets imaginary that's what. When, oh, when yes. math starts including letters, I'm like, is this why is this math? I see, I see. You know? And you know, at that point, it's nice because I feel like my mind is always like. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, right. And it's nice to talk to kids because they're very simple. And they're very funny. Yes. They're so funny. I have a lot of funny videos of them. What's one? Of, what's one of the funniest things you've ever heard, heard a kid say? Okay, so it's not. I guess it's what they said. They uh, had this one student this year who was the class clown. And he, we were making some kind of craft. Uh, I think it was a mask, some kind of mask. And um, he decided to turn his into like an old person. So he put like a beard and he went up in front of the class. He didn't ask to go to the front. And I was just like, oh boy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> what's gonna happen next and he goes to the front and he starts acting as an old man in front of the whole class and that in the moment that was just hysterical because i've never heard a kid turn into an 80 year old man really? and do it so effortlessly and perfect i said do it again, do it again. <laughs> and we gave him a round of applause and just support the comedic side of him yeah. instead of turning him down no, that, I mean that's that's important, uh, especially yeah. as as children do uh, influence their creative side. You want to hear a really kind of funny but also kind of messed up story of, of my childhood? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was a brat as a kid. <laughs> Put it that way, and uh, my mother, uh, she was a a bigger woman, mm -hmm. 
And um, she was a very funny woman. And there was a lot of banter to be had between us. Oh. <laughs> uh, but one time I took it a little bit too far. And uh, she, we were at, we were in the car or something like that. And um, I was, we were running errands. And I was like, when is this going to end? And she was like, well, it ain't over till the fat lady sings. And you... <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> and so I said, sing, mommy. Sing. <laughs> That's so bad. But she set me up for it so bad. And so she couldn't. She 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 slapped me. And, but I, but then she said, you know what? I can't even be mad because I really set you up for that. Yeah. Then, then and you I. learned that in early age, you don't talk about. Yeah. Well, I but I will still think these things, yeah. but I will keep my mouth shut. Like keep it in here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is bad. That is bad. <laughs> it's really funny, though. I know if I said something like that to my parents. Oh no! I, I, um, if I if I ever got smart with them, they would they would mm-hmm. be smart back. Yeah. Uh, in in a different way. <laughs> in a different way. But, oh yeah, you want you want to play? Bye bye TV. Yeah, family right. dynamic. Yep. But um no I, I love my my mother she was awesome, uh, <laughs> I you know the stuff that you look back at now and you just yeah. laugh about it because it, it in the it's so funny it is um <laughs> in the moment it's maybe not so yeah I know but it's fun to look back on your childhood mm-hmm. I always wish I could sometimes travel in the past and because you forget it. so much yeah. as a kid there's. Mm-hmm. So much I, I wish I had remembered as a kid, um, and or rather there was there's so much that I wish I had paid attention to Absolutely. when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, and because you know when you're a kid you're like this disinterested yeah in like a lot of things and you don't care you're like, oh I just want to watch TV or oh I just want to go outside who cares about homework mm-hmm. um, all that other jazz and it's and, but there's some like real real. Uh, moments that you gotta have as a kid mm-hmm. um and um what is it like to have to have those moments with with a pl- bunch of kids that aren't aren't your own yeah um there have been times where like i've cried with my students um i early on in the in the school year i try to let them know that this is a community in here Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my students come from, you know, homes that are, there's some brokenness in there. And um, it's really important to me to create a safe and fun environment for them, but like truly show them. Um, so there was like a couple times where kids would come up to me and they'd say, Miss Machen, I really need to talk to you, almost like a little adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they've been through so much that they are so eloquent when they speak, especially one kid that comes to mind. And just opening up that space, like we have my table in the back where it's just us two where we can sit and talk and have those moments. Um, And sometimes kids, you can tell they're really listening or sometimes they're just like, Mm -hmm. can I go back and play? (laughs) (laughs) But they asked you if they they could talk to you. So, but either way... I don't know, it's important to get to know each one, you know, and it's sometimes it's hard because you have a whole curriculum you have to get through and this much information you have to cover in this amount of the school year and you're like, and then you have all these things with working in poverty, 
Um, you have to deal with this and that and this. Sometimes it's you're heavy loaded, and sometimes right. I would not want to go to open mics after work because I would be so drained. But that's how I am with uh, I teach children how to swim, and yeah. so and it's always from like four to eight o'clock. So every time I'm at yeah. an open mic. I'm right after getting after. out of the pool. Yep. So sometimes I'm like beat up from kids because you know, kids will beat you up in the pool. Um, uh, not, not intentionally, no. of course, but they're scared. They'll grab onto you. They'll yeah. kick you in places they shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Rightfully so, though. <laughs> I remember when I learned how to swim. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's scary for a kid, for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's all worth it in the end when, when you get to see them float by themselves or yeah. maybe solve a problem that they were having trouble with mm-hmm. on their own. Yeah. Spell a word that they, they had trouble, struggle with. Yeah. It's all worth it in the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, then recognizing when they do that and giving them that praise. Yeah. So important. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know you worked with kids either. Oh, yeah. No, I love working with kids. Kids are, it's, because they're they're very funny. Yeah. And they're, sometimes there are some kids that are just little adults, and I find that also hilarious. Yes. Yes. Some of them just know how to speak so, I think I used the word earlier, eloquently. It's amazing. (laughs) The one thing I have trouble with kids, though, is that whenever they get angry, they're also really funny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I'm angry. Like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Everything in my power not to just bust out laughing at them. It's hard. It's hard because you can't do that. No, I had a student who, unfortunately, he would get very stressed out. And the way to let out that stress was heavy crying. Mm. So it would be silent and they'd be doing problems. <laughs> no. Oh, I hope Northwest Elementary doesn't watch this right now. But no, th- I would obviously control myself and right, yeah, cause you I have, have to. to. But it would be hard so, yes. when all you hear is, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I would just go over and rub his back. It's okay. It's okay. It's you got okay. this. Encourage him. But deep down, I'll be honest, it's hard not to laugh. It's, it's, yeah, I, I, I don't, there was this one kid, uh, he would, he just scream, kick, and shout whenever he'd be put into the pool. Uh, so and whenever he got out, he would run to his dad. And his dad, I have the utmost respect for this dad. He was the chillest dude you'd ever meet. And Aww. he, he, the kid would run up to him and his dad would, would like put his hands together and be like, okay, breathe. So you have this kid. Oh, <laughs> and the the lip. Yeah. <laughs> As he just tries to like, calm down. Aww, <laughs> it's, it's the like, patience. The pa- Oh my God! Like the patience this 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 father had for his children, inspiring. Yeah. But also the image of his of his little kid just going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really funny. It's but you can't laugh. Can't. You're not allowed to laugh because it's like invalidating. Yeah, to their a kid. feelings and right. they feel and like they can't do express themselves when they're upset anymore. Yeah. Oh my gosh, babies. Yeah. The funniest faces so funny. you'd ever see. So funny. One kid, one little toddler hated me. He gave me this evil stare, this the entire time as we're doing Ooh. as we're yeah as we're doing all the this he the was, entire time. Salty he was, about he something. Was, he was salty <laughs> because I wasn't his normal teacher. Oh, that's why? That's the only Aww. reason why. He would just keep glaring at me. Like, his routine was thrown off. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. 
I don't trust. I don't know you. I don't know you got. Did you build you. trust with him? Well, I mean, well, it's kind of hard to do that, because uh, yeah. especially if like trying to take the kid and like have them float on their back. Yeah. They're like, "What are you doing to me? Mm-hmm. I don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. My ears are wet. I was forced into I, this from I, I, my parents. I, right. Exactly. I, you're doing this to me. It's not my parents. You are making me do this. Aww. You are telling them what to do. You are complicit in this violence. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, sometimes, yeah. it, sometimes it feels like that. There's this one baby who just learned how to stand. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so like he will not sit down anymore. Like he'll just try to keep yeah. standing. But it's the funniest thing is he he always looks like he's confused. He's like, now is he swimming in the water? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, so for babies, we'll, we'll, yeah. the, the, we like acclimate them to the water, like no tears, yeah. no fears, and then mm. it's uh like submersion, teaching them to hold their breath. Yeah. And then getting them comfortable or simulating them falling in the water. So. Wow. Unlike ISR, where people just chuck the babies in the water, yeah. which is a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. But um, we, we'll take them under and then, like, roll them over. And sometimes it freaks them out. But yeah. that's pretty much it for that, right. for toddlers. Because that's all they really that's just need. That's pretty cool, though. It, it's a lot of fun. But uh, this one baby, he just learned how to stand. And when babies stand, I can't get over how much they look like they're drunk. <laughs> they always, they always like, whoa. <laughs> and, and, but this guy, this, this, this little dude that had his face like, Oh. <laughs> like he's like looking like he's at on it. a little surfboard. Like, it, well, it was like that. It was like he was like a, a, a drunk little baby, like walking. Around. It was so funny Aww. to me. <laughs> it's cute. I was scared of water for a long time. I was scared um, because there was. I was a kid in Galveston Beach, Texas, mm-hmm. and there had been a, a shark call, and I was still I was stuck out there on my boogie board. Uh, in the water. And so for the longest time, I had the most irrational fear of there always being a shark in the mm-hmm. pool. Oh, in the pool. No. In the pool. <laughs> they don't like fresh chlorine water. I mean, right, right. But people, people would tell me, listen, you can literally see everything. I know. That's not the point. When it's I'm when my, when my face is in the water and I'm swimming that way, I don't know what's behind me. Yeah. It's like the same fear like whenever you close your eyes in the shower and, it, and like you, someone's like coming after you. Yes, or you're walk, going up the stairs, and I still do this to this day and you in turn my off the basement, lights. and I <laughs> and I run as fast as I can, faster than I used to run in track in high school. Right. <laughs> Trip over my, the steps a couple times. Right. Look back. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I still, as a kid, I used to sing. Whenever I turn off the lights, I and that was my way of warding off any demons or any Aww. any ghosts in the dark. I, I would sing yeah. in the dark until I was safely in bed or whatever. Aww. Yeah. And you don't sing at open mics either. No, um, no. I don't have because there's. I believe that you, if if you were to go and perform at an open mic, you should have a a reasonable level of singing. You know. Sure. And I, I don't have that reasonable level of singing. So I, because, I, you know, one th- it's one thing to go up there and, like, play your instrument really well, mm-hmm. right? And then you can get recognized for that. Mm-hmm. But if I went up there and sang, and people would be like, mm, you right. know, it, it, would, it might detract from my playing a piano. Yeah, that so, makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I'm working on my, on my, on my voice, but... I I will only sing if if people are really inebriated. <laughs> At that point, nobody <laughs> right. cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yep. Wow. So you said. At least you um, recognize. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And always room to grow. Oh yeah, it's a there, good thing. 
there is always room to grow. And and that's that's what's important. You don't know where someone at is at in their musical journey, right? Yeah, they yeah. could be just starting out or they could be years and years and, and still nice. growing, mm-hmm. right? So it, and that's I always make it a point to like never uh try and trash somebody at least for their talent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um because you you know, you never know. So what was it like for you to uh, break out into the music scene in Lancaster? Um, so breaking out in the music scene, I guess for me personally, I told you, I mentioned how um, Bjorn invited me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kept going. I loved it. It was exciting to be able to share something that I was doing in my own home for so long and so tucked away. And then all of a sudden, I'm just sort of branching it out there. And it was solo stuff. Like in mm-hmm. college, it was always playing with a band behind me. And it was fun. A lot of good memories. But um, once I left college, I uh, didn't really have anything anymore. So I was just at home and playing and making little videos, 15-second videos, whatever I could come up with. And so I started going out a little bit more and... Um, met some people, and sometimes if I got lucky, I would be asked from other owners, uh, oh, I would like for you to come out and play here, or um, I would go up to them and say, do you have any open availability for me to play? Um, and now it's like I dedicate so much of my time to music just because of being asked to kind of come out one day and then just trusting myself that I can do it. In the year you've, uh, when I first came out here, I didn't realize you were new to the scene. I thought you were an mm-hmm. established player. Wow, um, yeah. Well, because granted, that was like my first time ever out there, and mm-hmm. you were already brought in with, with the Cody Kilburn group. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, she's, and not only not only to mention that, but you had like a, a legit piano, oh. as of me <laughs> having no piano. Right, and, right. Um, I made a, I, I, for those who don't know, my piano that I have now was graciously given to me by... <laughs> By uh, Miss Amelia here, <laughs> and so I'm very, very grateful for that. Aww. It's holding up okay. Oh, it's holding up great. It okay. <laughs> does it still have the writing "Piano is Life" on it, or the G sharp? I don't think I ever saw that. Really? No. I, m- I might have before I gave it to you been like. Shh. <laughs> I, I listen. I know my old piano back at home still to this day has a permanent markers of of writing the letters in, and my yep. mother was mad when I. But she, you know, she got over it. Yeah. And you know, after a while, there's it's really funny because like all the stuff in the middle is like kind of like worn out. Yeah. It's, it's just the stuff with the edges. <laughs> still there. That's, and that's the, the letters. Stuff. Yeah, I guess the, yeah, they weren't played. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, but Aww. I yeah, I never, I never noticed that. Yeah. Um. I might have scrubbed it off. Maybe I just never looked at it. <laughs> Hidden. Yeah. Um. So. What was it like to get your first gig? Was it uh, you who asked, or was it someone else that asked you? Oh, I have to remember now. <laughs> I guess if I look at gigs outside of what I did in college, and more of like TELUS, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Hmm, my first one. I feel like my first one might have been at Hell in a Bucket. Really? I think so. I don't think it was Witsense. Yeah, I think it was Hell in a Bucket when Joseph, I don't know if you ever met Joseph, um, and I had to be careful because if I say Joe and he's watching this, he would be very upset with me. <laughs> so um, 
I think it was there. And I remember being very nervous. And that's sort of kind of how I always am before a new place. If it's somewhere new and I don't really know it that well. Very shy. And one thing I'm trying to work on is stage presence. Stage presence, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you what do you say to a crowd that's watching right. you? Do I have to talk to you? <laughs> right, yeah. Can I just stay behind the piano? <laughs> right. And the nice thing is I kinda use my piano and put my stand up oh, yes. as a blockade. <laughs> but um it was I remember being nervous that first time. It's hard to draw back specifically the moment. Um but if I think about it, probably very nervous, <laughs> unsure of what I'm doing, um, untrusting, untrusting of myself, thinking, mm. I don't know if I should play this song because it has this section. And so, yeah, I would say I've kind of grown a bit there. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I would say nervous. So, uh, I'm, but I'm sure it was nice to get paid. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As teachers, we don't make a lot of money. <laughs> And I, yeah, I know I have a couple coming up. I have one today. Yeah? Yeah, uh, first Friday at Queen Street Bistro. Um, and I felt so bad. I asked Kieran, I said, Kieran, I hate to ask, but I'm curious, do we get paid <laughs> for this gig? And he said yes. And, and in my mind, it's like an extra nice whipped cream and cherry right. on top, it, you know? Yeah, it's, it's the life of a musician is hard. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you get paid, sometimes you don't get paid, sometimes you have to ask to be paid. Yeah. And that's terrifying. If you have to ask. If you have to ask, especially. Mm-hmm. One thing that I thought was really interesting, um, apparently in Southern culture, uh, or at least not PA culture, <laughs> yeah. um, tipping is gigantic. Like People will actually go around with a bucket and ask for tips, and that's yeah. normal. Makes sense, because when I was in New Orleans, I remember all the street performers would do well, their street, thing. street performers, that makes sense. I've seen yeah. that all over the place. But I mean, right. like, in bars, even. Oh. Like, when, they, when they actually like, were already getting paid for the gig. So they, they would, would get up? They would get up at, like during the break of the set, or somebody at the band would just go around with a bucket or a hat and, like, asking for, wow. for and you money. Wow, and you know how hard it is to say no, too. So I know. That's kind of an uncomfortable position to be in, too. Well, apparently it's normal. Wow. So like it's like it's not uncommon at all for that to happen, wow. which which blew my mind because like yeah. I feel like if we did that here, people would be like, "What? What a jerk!" Yeah, like, <laughs> right? uh, you're trying to you're trying to milk me out here. Yeah. Wow. Man, so prepare to have a heap full of cash, a bucket full of cash, <laughs> <laughs> when you go down south. Well, yeah, like even I mean, kind of wow. like little little tips and tricks that I learned up here was uh you know have your guitar case open and then. Yeah. Cody a lot of times will take out some of his own cash and throw it in throw there. Throw it in there. That's it in, smart. Yeah, and so that way it's like people know. It entices, yeah. I guess. Yeah. That was, that was never something I never really caught on to. I was just like, I'll just open up it and put it here, and it, I never get any tip money because people like, why is it draw there? Right, and I always forget to put a tip bucket out. It's, especially as a pianist. Yeah. Where are we going? Where I mean, you, you, have a, you do have a case. I do. So I, I guess like you could open a, that. Like a... Solid, yeah. Um, so it stays open. That'd be nice. Also, because I'm always clinking it around. I right. have so many bruises just from, like, knocking it. Oh no. My legs and stuff, and yeah. So, what are some of your goals? Or what? Here's a question. When did you start writing your own music? Started writing my own music. Um, I would say I've kind of been 
writing my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, really diving into it, probably um, college. Um, but I used to write songs when I was a kid. I found I found a little notebook. I used to write so much, and it had all these songs. I remember any good bangers in there. They were so depressing, <laughs> so depressing. And I was like, "Well, close that book and we're gonna leave that chapter in the past." <laughs> but I think at that point I might have been in eighth grade. Mm. Um, yeah, but now like real songwriting, I'm really inspired by. Um, Kendrick's, Kendrick Lamar's mm-hmm. uh, writing, um, Amy Winehouse's writing. Um, See Kendrick's new album. Oh, drop. yes. I'm going to the concert. Oh, yeah. I bought tickets for Brian and I, and we're so stoked. So it's going to be so much fun. But it, the album's amazing. It's I mean, I heartfelt. Just to it yet. Yeah, you haven't? No, I haven't. Yeah, I know, sit I know, down I and just like put on some headphones and then. And just enjoy. It's intense. It's. There's one song that you're gonna be like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> You'll know which one I'm talking about just from that, from that. But it's really good. I've been really inspired lately with lyrical writing, um, and have written a couple based off that influence, which is pretty exciting to see. What was it like when you like first performed one of your own songs? Well, it was exciting because I felt like I was really, I felt genuine mm-hmm. to um, why I kind of why I do it. Um, for me, music has always just been about music. So then taking it into your own form and being able to really express yourself with your own words and the only way you play, touch the keys, it's exhilarating. And then you look back at the first question you asked me, how did the journey begin? Just this little kid holding a paintbrush and then you're mm-hmm. able to start sort of doing your own thing. It's really, it's cool. Yeah, speaking about doing your own thing, you uh, one thing I really like about your stuff and your style is that you take uh, songs and you just you make your own rendition of them. <laughs> I try to. <laughs> um, usually, yeah. Go what's ahead. that process like for you? How do you uh, do that? Sure. Um, so I know I had my notes in here where I was arrangements of covers and songs. Um, I don't make any formal or written arrangements of the ones I do. Um, but typically for a cover, um, I focus on the lyrics and whatever the lyrics are saying. Um, and if it's something that's sort of sad, I'll kind of go off that route and put it into the way that I'm feeling. Because I never like to sing a song if I don't feel those lyrics in the moment. Mm. Um, or else I feel like I can't do it can't be true to the music and the artist who made the song um when it comes to that yeah I would say it's more how the song resonates with me and then just ride with it like a little wave (laughs) yeah that's cool um because you have some unique arrangements it's always different and I guess that that makes sense because it's not really uh written down per se it's more just improvised Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah never can um I feel like I've played Back to Black a million times, and I feel like each time I play it, it does seem different if I look back at it. I always, <laughs> I always love playing that song. I always love playing that in the the, the hippity hoppity mm-hmm. way that I do. Yeah. Have you ever heard me play Back to Black? Yeah, we sang it at Telus, I think, yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, I like doing it in the, the little bluesy yes. way. Yes. Yeah. I remember I went to New York and I asked the pianist, it was like a piano bar. And I asked him, I said, could you play this song? Oh my goodness, could he play? <laughs> and I was like, wow, I want to be there. <laughs> but um, he would, you would ask him for whatever it was karaoke and he would play it. Um, oh, that's dope. I know, that's right? Wild. But he would play it like he was Beethoven, new age Beethoven. And I was like, wow. And he would play it with a little hop. Very yeah. jazzy. It was a jazz piano bar. So. I mean, that'd be kind of fun. Because that's kind of that's kind of a lot of what I do. Like when, when someone's like, oh, I want to play this song. And I'm like, okay, give me the chords and yeah, I'll and then follow. Follow along with it. You should look into it. Yeah, I should look into it. That'd be, that'd be a cool experiment to do. Absolutely. The, yeah. It'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a, that'd be a learning experience and a half. Yeah, because you have to have a repertoire. Because you have people coming in. Now, he was just at a jazz bar. So I'm assuming... You kind of have to go in and expect to play you would, jazz. Yeah, you have to know the standards at least. Mm -hmm. But I feel like as long as you would know that genre and what the scales. Well, it's like the, the jazz standards. standards. So, so you got your two, five, uh, one progressions, and then you yeah. know the standard like nines and elevens and all that jazz complex yeah. stuff, <laughs> yeah. theory stuff. <laughs> all theory. I don't know nothing about theory. <laughs> It's too early in the morning to think about theory yeah. right now. <laughs> True. Gotta wake up. <laughs> right, right. So that's insane. How mm -hmm. long did you live in New York? I lived there till I was eight. So I lived oh, yeah. in upstairs at my abuela's house till I was two. And then we moved to Staten Island and stayed there till I was eight. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you didn't really get to experience New York as like a teenager much? No. Thank no. goodness. Really? They grew up so fast. Oh, yeah, that's Way fair. too yeah. fast. No offense, New Yorkers. Well, I mean... <laughs> no offense. <laughs> but I s have some friends still that live there, and, you know, my family. And you just see, like, what you experience there. A little bit different. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. A little bit different from yeah. old, old Lancaster. <laughs> yeah, from, you know, the Amish and the buggies. All Although, that. I, for whatever reason, I hear buggies in the middle of the night. I know. I always wonder what are they what are they planning? Apparently they they party. Do they really? Yes. My brother apparently got sucked into a Amish party when he was I younger. Wonder what that's like. And I said, "How did you get yourself in that situation?" <laughs> right. <laughs> How did you do that? And he said, "Yeah, they're crazy." <laughs> really? But I guess Yeah. And then you have to like make up your mind if you want to stay or leave. And if it, you leave, you're shunned. I don't know. Oh, oh, like the yeah. community. Uh, de depends on the sect. I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure. Yeah. But but the party wise, like it it was it was always wild to me. I live in I would live on Orange. I used to live on Orange Street, and every oh, wow. now and then I would hear just the clippity clop of of a carriage buggy, and I'm like, it's two o'clock in the morning. What in the world are the Amish people doing in the city at two o'clock in, in the morning? I was gonna say Orange Street's in. Right in the city. Like we were on like where the prison was. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little out out of the city, but even still, still, I'm like, what in what in the world are Amish people doing at two o'clock in the morning? Like, is this some Amish mafia going on? Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start hearing the other ones rolling. <laughs> like, uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> um. So I'm curious. Because you're a teacher, which is a very full-time job, mm -hmm. uh, how do you balance your teacher life and your music life? Yeah. 
That's I, a hard one. <laughs> I've noticed that during the teacher times, you kind of disappear. Yeah, yeah, I disappear sometimes for... Well, I didn't want to disappear at right, that of time. I, there was other reasons, too. Um, I know for... It's very... I'm very perfection. I'm very perfectionistic mm-hmm. um, type of person, and things... It's kind of pushed pushed myself. I pushed myself too much sometimes. Mm. Um, and during the school year this year, I'd say this year was definitely the hardest school year, battling the after effects of COVID, um, tons of other things that are coming our way and emails. And there was points where I was so stressed that I just wanted to quit my job because it became so heavy. Mm. Um, but so balancing it, I mean... I'll get so frustrated because if I don't work on any music during the day, I beat myself up about it, saying, I should have done that today. I should have done this and this. Um, and I'm learning sort of how to stem away from thinking like that, like the shoulds. Don't, don't mm-hmm. think the shoulds. Um, but at the point, it, I would come home and I would want to play for an hour or two hours because um, I was so used to doing that in college before work. When I worked as a barista, I was a commuter, so I would spend about six hours in the practice room just playing. Every day, would take naps in there. I was like my little home. (laughs) Um, And when I wasn't granted that time because of teaching, it really, like, killed me. I felt like I'm not expanding, I'm not growing, and I'm not, yeah. Um, And then I just was really hard on myself, so I would force myself to go out and play, but I never felt like, I was really doing anything new, and that sort of bothered me a bit. So the balance is tricky. It's yeah, that's, hard. Especially when you can't practice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I've been trying to – I'm horrible at practicing. People say yeah. I'm, like, really good, but no. It's just I, I, I've I been playing piano the same way over and over again, and people just like the way I play piano. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're a great pianist. Thank you. Absolutely. <clears throat> but I'm not classically trained at all. Uh, there's like well I mean but you took lessons I didn't right um well I get unless you count play, I guess you would count piano lab two two semesters of piano lab lessons I guess that's two semesters and, yeah but learning did I, knowledge right did there did I do good in it <laughs> mm, probably not ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, see we're always our worst critics well now, yeah for sure yeah and that was the thing too that was um I felt like with teaching I came in so young to teaching which God bless thank you you know, for being able to get a job during COVID and stuff. But I always wanted to be, like, the best Mm. at everything that I would try to do. Um, So when you're trying to work really hard at this thing, and then you're trying to work hard at this thing, and then Mm -hmm. it just clashes like a big nuclear bomb. (laughs) But That's something I'm learning, too. Yeah. You can do your best, but, oh, my gosh, are you going to burn yourself out Mm -hmm. to no end, to, to the point where you just, gonna quit yeah because it's too much yep. I, i've learned that about the podcast because uh there's so much stuff i want to do but there's so much stuff that makes me angry to do it. yeah angry time <laughs> time wise and uh, i have also a really bad adhd i don't think people, a lot of people know this actually but no mm. i have extreme like if i don't take my medicine i can't focus on work really yeah like it is near impossible for me to sit down like 
in order to put this stuff on Spotify, it's relatively easy. I just got to make a few edits and, yeah. and like clip it up. If, if it's over a certain amount of time, I'll split it up into two episodes. Yeah. Um, mostly because the, the way I do it through them doesn't allow me to go over a certain date a bit. Gotcha. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it's really super simple to do. But if I don't have my medicine, it won't happen. Yeah. It'll, it'll, a, a five minute thing will take me an hour an plus. An hour long. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. It's it's a blessing and a curse. Because mm-hmm. at the same time, if I don't have a medicine, I am really good at multitasking. Like if things are changing, all like with yeah, the with the kids, uh, teaching teaching kids for like thirty minutes each time, and when there's like yeah. three kids in the class, it's like, oh, this is very easy to multitask because my situation is changing every single minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy for me to pay attention there and focus there. Yeah. But when I'm trying to do one task, forget it. I, wow. I, I have, like, questions in my head, but I'm not... Go ahead ask. Yeah. yeah. If you want. Do you find it hard in school? Oh, absolutely. Funny stories about uh, me and my childhood school. Uh, childhood school? <laughs> <laughs> Elementary school. Same Elementary thing. School. <laughs> same thing. Um, I also had really bad anger issues as a kid as well. Really? Uh, yeah, I would get in fights all the time. I threw a desk at a kid in first grade. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, those desks are relatively small. But still? Yeah, still. still. Yeah, um, so oftentimes, uh, my first grade teacher, Miss White, a blessing for sure. Uh, Sometimes I'd bring in stuffed animals. I had a whole collection of stuffed animals. I would have this pony, and people would make fun of me for having this pony, so I'd beat him upside the head with it. Because what else could I do? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'd go back in the back, and uh, I'd draw the pony. i like, trace the pony out on a piece Aww. of paper. and Or I would, they, would, uh, they would let me go on a walk out yeah. in the hallway, and then I'd be, I'd be good. I would uh, fidget a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I specifically remember having stuffed animals a lot with me. Yeah. Or I would have, I remember reading Harry Potter all the way through. All the Harry Potter books as a kid. Wow, and that would that would capture you. Yeah, that would because everything is changing, right? Because yeah. it's a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Magic Treehouse series. Do you ever, yes, that's what I used to read yeah. as a kid. Yeah, yeah I, always, I always loved those. Mm-hmm. Um, the adventure. So you were into like the adventure yes. stories because it sort of fit the adventure feeling that mm-hmm. you would get in your mind. And also, That's like, really neat. facts and history and stuff always facts. enthralled me, too. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit pre-show. Yeah, some, pre-show. Uh, some cool facts that I, I knew. Mm-hmm. And it always encaptured me to think yeah. about, for example, we talked about how Oxford University in England is older than the Aztec civilization yeah. by about 100 years or so. Because uh, Oxford University was built in the year 1000, and the Aztec civilization didn't really get started around uh, the year 1100. Yeah. And to think about that. Yeah, and the thing you told me about the pyramids, too, yeah. Cleopatra. From, those were even ancient to it, her. Yeah, to Cleopatra, the one of the last uh, emperors, dynasty, pharaohs, that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. Pharaohs yeah. of, of, the <laughs> Egyptian, uh, of the Egyptians. To her, these pyramids were ancient. Mm-hmm. And that's just wild to me. The, 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 the amount of time yeah. that... Oxford University is a thousand years old. (laughs) (laughs) People going there today are like, I'm at Oxford University. Oxford University. That's why they're so big on tradition, actually, is because they're a thousand years old. Wow. Yeah. Tradition is like one of their mottos or something. Yeah. Wow. 
But uh, yeah, so th- that kind of stuff always, always. What was your original question? Was school hard? Yes, it was. Was it difficult? Yeah, I, I had mm-hmm. my own uh, 504, I think they're called. Like a, oh, yes, yep. Yeah, like, a, a, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yep, like the, the like, IEP plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The IE, I, whatever that's, that's, that's supposed to be called. <laughs> yeah. But I would be able okay. to take tests separately or give, give them more time, uh, stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, school was hard because uh, I would always, I could always be super focused or else I'd, or, or I'd be bouncing off the walls. Yeah. They, f- for whatever reason, they had the sole uh, trusting me to, they would, they would call me in for, for my medicine time. It, it would be about like one thirty. I would yeah. get my medicine uh, again. Uh, so I had to take some in the morning and then some in the afternoon and then later at night. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would always call, they would always call in on the comm. Hey, uh, Corey Rosen, come to the nurse's office. And for whatever godforsaken reason, uh, the teachers would always trust me to do it by myself. Wow. <laughs> and sometimes I wouldn't go to really <laughs> go to the nurse. I would just wander around school just sometimes. Around. You know, you were such a young kid too right, exactly. at the time that so, it was just like right. So yeah, school school is school is a bit difficult until college. College was really simple because yeah. it was something I wanted to do versus Absolutely. something I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that goes back to what we were talking about, how as a kid, you know, you wish you paid more attention Mm -hmm. to the things that were happening around you. I know as a kid, I always wished that I was more enthralled and and I encompassed myself with books and everything. Now I love books so much. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm the exact opposite. I, I, as a kid, I loved the books. Uh, Did you ever read the Warrior series? No. The Cats? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is wonderful book series about cats and it's called the warrior series and it follows this one like family of cats uh and it's some of the best writing or like fiction like stuff that i've ever read because it's it, called the warriors it's called warrior series yeah so there's like uh there's and there's different spinoffs of mm-hmm. and I, I remember i remember thinking myself oh i want to be Brambleclaw. That was that was the name the name of the main cat because he had this yeah. he had this like Darth he was like Luke Skywalker for example okay uh and his his dad was this evil evil tiger claw dude who would kill these cats and like wow. like big clan stuff like mm-hmm. Lord like not Lord like Game of Thrones Game kind of, of thing okay so it it was just really interesting That's to cool. me but now I I uh you know Stephen King mm-hmm. so I was really into uh. The Dark Tower series that he mm-hmm. had. Right. Have you ever read those? I haven't read them, but they're on really the list. Good. They're I've really heard a good. lot of good things about it. Um, but ever since college, I had the I was forced to read books I didn't want to read. Yeah. And so I just and don't read it anymore. And it's very true. And even in college too, when I took um, American literature, or was it British literature? I think. Did it survey American lit? I think it was American literature. Mm. Anyway, I remember um, not being in, like excited to read it, but um, hmm. the more we started talking about it and when discussions were starting to develop, made it more interesting. I must say, all the books that I read for like lit classes were like The Book Thief, I got super into. Yeah. Uh, the Life of Pi, I got into as mm-hmm. it started getting going. Yeah. Um, the first... Part of it was rough to get through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Kite Runner was really... Have you ever read The Kite Runner? No. Oh, it's a true story about this guy who lived in Kabul, uh, like pre, 
Rush or like during the Russian invasion of Afghanistan, mm-hmm. um, and it's just his life story of how he got through. There was intense, very. It's some, some argue it's maybe too adult for kids because it has some uh, inappropriate sexual bullying moments. Gotcha. We'll put mm-hmm. it that way. Yeah. But uh, but oh my gosh, was it eye opening to a different culture? Because kites are apparently a really big thing for that culture. Like kite, like kite, uh, kite battles. Say- did you say like Russian? Uh, no, uh, Afghan, Af- Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Afghani. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they they would uh do kite battles where they like on their strings they would have like razor sharp glass and they would maneuver it to cut the other string of, of the other people and like lice kite lice ca- kite standing wins. And so, do they still do that to this day? I don't know. That's a good question because you know the politics that have changed yeah. drastically since. You know, at least the twenty, yeah. the two thousands. Two thousands, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that's still a thing, but that that was the that was the main point of the kite runner. Yeah. Was uh, was kind of the story that he had as a kid and uh, how that impacted him and this kind of that kind of narrative. The kite runner. The I'm kite writing runner. that one down. That yeah. sounds interesting to it, me. It was it was a very good very good uh, book. And I I enjoyed it, even though the heavy heavy tone. I I really do think kids can accept heavier tones. Yeah. But I mean, because <laughs> they deal so. with them a lot. They do. Um, exactly. So, or like, have you you ever watched Avatar: The Last Airbender? That's my favorite show. Uh, yes. <laughs> like if, if people can watch Avatar: The Last Airbender, yes. they can deal with they, heavy matters. You yes. know what I mean? I love that show so much. Have you played the game? No, not yet. Oh, if I had my Nintendo. I would let you borrow it. Oh wait, like the old DS game? Not the, on the DS, on the Cube. Oh no, no, I had the old DS game. Okay. Uh, where it was pretty much like the book series. Mhm. And I remember playing the ever living daylights out of that game. Same after school every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, the Kite Runner, Color Purple. Uh, yeah. A lot. I really enjoyed actually reading a lot of the poetry. Like, have you ever read the Scar- Scarlet Ibis? Yes. Yeah. I remember reading that. Mm-hmm. Um, I never got around to reading Huckleberry Finn though. The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. I read a partial of the story. Yeah, that's um, kind of where I read partially yeah, of it. But partial. I um. I remember when I first started reading Walt Whitman. It's like what a joyful man sees life so beautifully. Then I went through this period. Was like. Walt Whitman's the worst. How could he be so happy? <laughs> and then I went. Now I love him. I think he's. I think he saw the world in a, in a beautiful way that I wish more of us would see that way. It's I, I always love going to poets uh, like Langston Hughes or yes. or uh, oh what's who, who's the guy who wrote the White Elephant? Um, Oh my gosh! Why is all names escaping me right now? I know that poem. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, oh my gosh, Ernest Hemingway was it? Was that the guy? I, I think, think so. it was yeah. him. Now, put it in the chat <laughs> if anybody knows. <laughs> but like all, like all that kind of like all yes. those poetry, it's so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Especially that's where I go if if I want to write a song. What I'll often or if I want to write music. Yeah. Per se. And I, because I'm not a very good lyricist, um, what I'll do is I'll go and look up poems about the specific topic I want to talk about mm-hmm. and try to put those words to, uh, me, granted, poetry isn't always the best to put in the lyrics. Oh, but, <laughs> but why not? But why not try? Yeah. And uh, why not try to uh, 
make that into like a song Mm -hmm. and that that was always a challenge i always like to challenge myself with yeah it's nice um recently watched a restaurant movie show called chef's table and there's chefs who take um they just come up with these brilliant ideas of asking themselves questions well how can i take this and create it into an experience that um what do you call a oh my goodness our customer Ah, our customer would absolutely thrive off of. And so they'll be creating things that float. And it's the same with writing, too. Why not try something that's that nobody's ever done before? Write a song that's almost like you're reading poetry. Right. And, and uh, music is poetry. Like, mm-hmm. you're really going to get into it. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of this museum that I went to. Uh, have you ever been to Columbus, Ohio? Yes. Have you ever heard of Otherworld? No. No. I was it, there a long time ago. Was it? Is it a new place? I. That's a good question. That's beyond me. Mm-hmm. However, this other place called Otherworld is the most fantastic place I have ever been in my entire life. Brian and I are going to go. <laughs> and, well, here's here's the gist of it. It says it's an all interactive uh, museum, and you know there's like all interactive quote unquote museums that yeah. you can't actually interact with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the most interactive experience you'll right. ever you have. Right, you can't touch anything. I can't touch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so I so I was kind of like kind of skeptical about it and it, re- it was really weird cuz it's in this like like you know where like Walmart is over like Lincoln Pike uh-huh. on on Lincoln or even the one in Fruitville kind of yeah. matches. It's kind of like like that kind of like shopping area bit and I thought this was going to be like a big museum. But no, it's just like one of those shopping shopping things. And I, so I had really low expectations, yeah. right? And it was only 25 bucks for a wristband and you can spend however long you want in there but so i was kind of like okay maybe this is going to be like maybe a 30 minute hour thing i guess beginning they're throwing off your perception they were throwing off my in perception and when i tell you that it was interactive i mean there was a computer setup and a phone setup and you can look through the emails on there and they would have phone numbers attached to them so i got the wonderful idea of what if we type it in the phone number see what happens and it, they would they would have calls on there. And here's the craziest thing. I did, we were kind of like walking through and like whatever. And the first room we walked into was just a bunch of mirrors everywhere. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. I can see everything everywhere. But there was these two couches, uh, this phonograph, and like discs. And I thought they were just, you know, just there to chill. And we, we just sat there for a little bit. And I can't tell you how many people we saw walk through there without a second thought. And my friend, uh, Parker... I, it was during my road trip in November. Um, okay. Yep. And uh, she got the idea of like, I, I wonder if we, uh, these have discs in them, I think. What what if we just, instantly, the room changes, and there's colors, and bomb beats, just boom, boom, boom. What? It's, it's, it comes into a complete rain a- party. <laughs> and it's, there's like colors everywhere. It's like, what just happened? Oh my goodness! Yeah, and it just completely changes. So those the the discs yeah. were they in underneath the photograph or no no where, they, were they, they were just there was a table over here with the photograph and then a table over here with just a few discs. Okay. And so and so there was nothing set like but we were just like let's see what happens. Why not? And, it's like the child in you. Right, yeah. Explore. And, and once we knew that, we tried every single disc, a different track, different light light show everything and we were like 
We had just watched like 50 people come through and not take a single look at anything. And once we realized that that was what this place was, we were like, okay, we're touching everything. Yes, yes. We're touching ev- And yeah. things you wouldn't ever think of to touch. Like, there was stalactites and stalagmites. Yeah. And if you put your hand through them, it would create pitches. So I was like, I'm going to make a song right now. Oh, and, my god. And make a, little, make a little song. That is the coolest thing. It was so insane. And, and, and so there's this overarching uh, story in it as well that I won't spoil. But yeah. it, it's it's basically this alien world comes in. It's Hence, other world, right? Yeah. And there's each room is a is a, a art exhibit that uh has maybe has different puzzles in it and different puzzle pieces. And if you mm-hmm. solve all the puzzles and you get to the center, it creates this worldwide event in the entire museum. And so, guess what this we decided to awesome. do? <laughs> what we stayed there for five there. hours. <laughs> Did you out. figure it out? We did it. Beautiful. We did it. And it was it was so insane. And is and it what you expected or no? It was beyond what I because we we just thought like oh this is gonna be like a quote unquote interactive yeah. and literally everything you could literally touch anything literally and you can like sit in stuff you can uh, there's like monsters in there and you can actually crawl in their mouth and it leads to somewhere it's just secret passageways you can find stuff that you. you you, there would be a handle on like the arcade door. Mm-hmm. You open it. Oh, there's a secret passage there. You can crawl through. Oh my gosh! I I have yeah. Right. I'm I'm gonna so, text Brian after and be like, we're going. He's watching. Colum- I think. Yeah, he might be on there. <laughs> but um, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, Columbus, Ohio. Other world. It's twenty five bucks. Stay as long as you want to. And we were yeah. we we were upset because we were getting to, to the end of it. Um, but for whatever reason, the main thing wasn't working. Um, or there was like little instructions, so we had to like ask help from the yes, people. Yeah, You could ask hints. That almost reminds me of um, what you're telling me, like an escape room. Yeah, it, it, it almost is, but, but it's not, 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 it's not escaping. But so we we had them fix it for us, and we saw the whole thing, and, and they were like, "Yeah, no one has done that in like years." Oh wow! So and we you were tell like, me you were like traveling and stuff. Too. Yeah, because yeah. well, well, I. I get when I whenever I put myself to something, I'm dedicated to it. Good. And once yeah, that's I, how I am too. <laughs> it, well, because once I figured out, oh, this is a giant puzzle. I love puzzles. Mm-hmm. I want to figure this out. Yeah. And so it, it there's like scavenger hunts. There's memorization stuff you have to Ooh, do. Oh, I like that. There's you have to cross reference emails to a different puzzle, and it's there's it's so fun. and there's just some rooms that are just a bunch of fun. There's yeah. this, like, one room where it's all projection on the floor, <clears throat> and it's just a bunch of, like, slime, slime bubbles. And if you step on the slime bubbles, they separate. And so you can just hop oh, around hop on from the, bubble to bubble. bubble. You can almost bubble. play, like, the floor is lava with that game. Right, yeah. The floor is bubbles. <laughs> um, and there's, uh, I'll give you one spoiler, because I didn't realize this initially, but there's this room, and it's, like, there's there's three capture, captures, caps, capsules, capsules, whatever. Capsules. Um, like it looks like a, like a teleportation room, for example, and um, I looked at it, and we we like me and my friend stood in both of them just to see what what happened, if anything would happen, and nothing happened. So, but I was like, but there's three, so I wonder if we got a third person to come in, if it would do something. Yeah. So it was just me going around asking random people, hey, Please, can yeah. you just come over here and stand? And like trying to convince me, like, no, no, it's because these people weren't obviously understanding. The place that they were in. Yeah. And so they were like, uh, why is this weird man asking me to stand in this mm-hmm. weird spot for whatever reason? But I finally got like an older lady to do it with yes. me. And it, it, it was, what happened 
was insane. And yeah, it was, it was, and she was like, I can't believe this this just happened to me. (laughs) I wonder if, did they let pets in? I don't think so. We could have brought my scoo for the third person. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure, like, if I found a staff, a staff member would have done it. Yeah, a but, staff um, member. But uh, it was, it, I was just, I was set, and my friend Parker was like, I'm sure it's nothing. But I'm like, no, it has to be. Yeah. They wouldn't do this for no reason. My brain is telling me that you teleported. Right. It, right, if exactly. If so, then. I want to I wanna know what this super, is. Yeah. So it, that's it, so cool. It, it's a wonderful experience. I will definitely go again. They have really cool plushies of like little monsters Aww, and stuff. Yes. Yeah, it's a really cute little monsters. Um, and it, it's a wonderful spot. Um, we're kind of running out on our radio time. You guys, I got a song right. for us. I do. I did. I do. It's called. Um, it's from my new EP that I'm don't have a date for yet. It's still in the works. Um, it's called Mr. Nirvana. Um. I'm not going to share what it's about. I'll let that oh, be yeah. for everybody's own interpretation. It's What diff- what inspired it? How about that? Um childhood. Mm. Um I recently started going to therapy, um which is awesome by the way. If you ever I think it's great just to mm. be able to talk. <laughs> that's something I wish uh, cuz they offer free therapy here yeah. if you if you're a student. That's something I really wished I had taken advantage of. Yeah, sure. it's beneficial, you know. Um and so that sort of opened my eyes to some things, um why certain things I feel, I guess. Um and I wrote this song sort of tying in all those kind of things, but it has a little playful feel. It's kind of like um a story for the story. Yeah, <laughs> and it's called Mr. Nirvana. Is that any yes. reason why? Or um, so my dad, he liked to listen to. Now, the song is not really about my dad. Um, you can maybe say it is. Doesn't doesn't matter. It's up to your own um, interpretation. Own interpretation. And um, he always would play Nirvana, and mm. I always felt that was he was playing it when he was stressed out. And, you know, if he's watching this too, don't quote me on that. But I feel like, um, or when he wanted to let loose, I mm. guess, is something that he would play. But he inspires me a lot, uh, my dad, to always work hard um, and things like that. And it's not until now that I've realized it. Because when I started writing the song, I think I was in a place where I was a bit frustrated with my dad. Um, and then I, this was like two years ago. And now I'm going back to the song a year, two years later, and I'm finishing it up. And I'm at a place now where I thank him for what he's done for me, for pushing me, um, for always um, showing me and teaching me how to do my best and settle for nothing less. Mm. So it's really cool to see the pieces come together now. Awesome. With that, all that said, this is Mr. Nirvana by Miss Amelia. It's up the stores 
Here's a coffee to go and it's the home Lay in the vine now Can't help but notice the somber, <laughs> the somberness of that yeah, piece. Yeah, and uh, you included a lot of effects, right? Yeah, because there was there was that the like the dinner kind of mm-hmm. vibe going on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. And was it a radio static effect in the beginning? Yeah. So it was um the vinyl. So yeah. getting some scratch effects. Yeah, I kept yeah. hearing that. I was like, is that is that <laughs> is that, is that uh, the radio doing that? Or I'm pretty sure that's from the soundtrack. Yeah, I have a little um vinyl record player at home and just getting the sounds and stuff 
That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I really do want to experiment with taking samples, like start sampling. Yeah. Because there was this one song that took the, uh, if you don't know, the San Francisco Bridge makes a weird, eerie sound because of the way that the uh, the metal bars in between in between it are made. So it makes this whistling sound. That reminds me. Recently, we went fishing. We went camping, Brian and I, and we put the poles in the back. And when you slow down, the poles go. Yeah. And I recorded it. I want to put it in a song. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I want to. I might even throw it in on this next EP. I think that would be super cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I really want to get into sampling because remember when that giant thunderstorm came through? Was that a couple of nights ago? It was. It was like a week ago. Yeah. Or some somewhere where it was I'm like a heavy sleeper, giant. but I heard about it. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh dude, I loved it. It sounded like it was right on top. I'm I'm from Salisbury, Maryland, so mm -hmm. it's very humid. So we always get. Get the thunders. Big thunderstorms yeah. and big lightnings. Yeah. And so it was just like, yeah. <laughs> back to the Face. back to the child. It was not like that. It's just that when you get a deep thunderclap and it's just, mm -hmm. oh. it's scary, but it's, it's cool. It's so. I'm just never scared of them, but I know what you're right. talking yeah, it's, about. It's just that visceral primal feeling of yes. Get that in the song. I Riders know. on the storm. I know. Right. right. <laughs> um. Yeah, so what are some upcoming show dates for you? Okay, so I have um, one today um, at Queen Street Bistro with K-Rock. Um, An awesome to 10. drummer, by yes, the way. Yes, awesome drummer. 7 to 10 p.m.? 7 to 10 p.m. I'm going to be having him on in a few weeks here, too. Get well. out! Yeah. Sweet, yeah. awesome, very good. And then I have one July 8th, July 3rd, this Sunday. I'll be playing with Big Boy Brass um, Band. With Connor Devlin. Yes, with Connor yeah! Devlin, another awesome person. So I'll be playing with them. I'm doing just a couple of songs. Um, and that is at TELUS on the rooftop from 6 to 8. Um, That's going to be a really cool. I'm super stoked. The big <laughs> band is yeah. awesome. Yeah, they are. They're really good. Um, and then July 8th, I have one at the Circle in Hanover from 7 to 10. And that in September, I think I have one... Uh, first cap mm, in York. Right, in York. First cap dispensing in York. Yeah, and I'll That's probably nice post place. more. Yeah, it's really cool there. I like yeah. it a lot. Um, and if you want to follow her on, you can follow her on Spotify. That is Emilia. That's E M A Y L I A. You can also find. I assume you'll be posting updates on your Instagram. Yes. Uh, that is also Emilia with an underscore. That's E M A Y L I A underscore. On Instagram, do you have a Facebook page at all? Ah, uh, an old one. An old one. I just created a YouTube page and I started business cards. Oh yeah. Yeah, I use Vista Print and print them out. I'm I'm <laughs> starting to get into Vista Print because because yeah. the, the, <laughs> right yeah the, the stickers <laughs> only have the the logo on it. They only mm -hmm. got no, none of the information. I'm thinking right. about making stickers with like a QR code though. That's what I want to do for my next business card. Yeah, business mm -hmm. cards have the QR code. Yeah. Although there's this new business card. It's, it's like uh, the dot, it's called. And uh, you just tap it on someone's phone, and it, if it's a smartphone, it'll automatically pop up with all the socials and whatever. Somebody just showed me that uh, Kyle from... Uh, he, Kyle Hiddens? Yes. He had a friend come up, and we uh, he showed me his thing. He just went tap. And it popped and up. It, I mean, it was everything. I was like... What has the world come to? Wait, it's, Everything it's, is right here at my hand. <laughs> right. And, um, 
But I didn't realize how inexpensive business cards were. Apparently, 50 yeah. bucks, you can get like 300. 300, yeah. It's like, what? Yep. Excuse me? Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but I guess with the dot card, uh, you can always keep that with you. You don't have to uh, keep it in your wallet. No. Yeah. yeah you just keep it right there. And it's, it's kind of unfortunate, though. I just, I really just want to play music. But everybody's like, you really got to start marketing. Marketing. And I'm like, I know. <sighs> I know. It's so, it's it, it, a part of. Part of the struggle for this podcast is me marketing yeah. everything, making sure I have, because I'm not an organized person very much, even though it seems like it. I may seem like it too, but. Right. It's like, I, I, because I had totally had your promo before it, because I showed oh, you. I showed yes, you yeah, promo. you showed I me. I literally it. showed yeah. you like, like a month beforehand. Yep. And I completely forgot to uh, schedule it. It was in the same draft instead. Yeah. So in my mind, because I had showed it to you, yeah. I was like, oh, well, I already, I already scheduled it, it, so duh. <laughs> uh, but I did it. And then you texted me, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, it's okay if I maybe just share it really quick. I'm trying to work on my marketing skills, but. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. It's a it's a thing. Yeah. I, I've learned yeah. that TikTok is giant now. You got to start using TikTok. Yeah. You can't use Facebook anymore. Facebook's for old people. That's yeah. And that's sort of why I don't even think I want to create a page right. again for it. I don't know. I know it's mm, marketing. Yeah. Interneting. Yeah. Weird. 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 <laughs> as such as we're becoming like old, yeah. quote unquote older I people. Know. 24. I, I'm only 22. <laughs> I can't be bothered to use TikTok, right? Yeah, true. Of course I not. I can't be bothered. Not um, in your lingo. Not in my lingo. <laughs> hey, if you, we're going to continue this conversation on Facebook Live. Uh, you can follow us there at facebook.com forward slash the story, Corey Rosen, C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N. You can follow us there. You'll get all the updates of upcoming guests and events. And you can buy merchandise there, which includes these wonderful 5-inch by 2-inch stickers, vinyl stickers with the logo on it. You can put them on your car, your guitar case, or wherever you collect stickers. You can also buy a hoodie or a t-shirt with the story logo on the front and the first 50 guests, including Amelia, on the back. Thank you. Can, you. Yeah. Thank you. You can, uh, in, uh, but, 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 you can message me wherever... <laughs> On Facebook, there are Instagram at the underscore story underscore podcast. That's a mouthful and I have to say. <laughs> and yeah, if you like this uh, show, be sure to share. The best growth is organic growth. Mm-hmm. So be sure to share, to like, to subscribe. But with all that said, we're going we're gonna to let you guys on the radio get back to the radio. And we're going to continue here.